This is the PR Pod, the podcast that brings you expert tips for working in PR and finding your niche. With your host, Brooke Burns. Tess Hodgkinson from the Style Maison joins us today Hello. to talk about finding the right event location. So it can be a real challenge finding an event location that fits not only your budget, but your requirements. And especially if you have never organised an event before. I have been in Sydney for... 14 or 15 years now. Prior to that, I worked in London and PR and then prior to that in WA. So when I arrived in Sydney, I was working for Channel 10 and I'd, I've never organised an event here before. So it can be really daunting when you don't understand a city, let alone you've just started working in PR and you've got to try and work out what locations are and where they are and how important they are. So I wanted to talk to you about that today. Why is it important to get the right location for an event? I guess the location really shows guess what type of event you're having you know people are going to be hanging out there for the next two to three sometimes five hours depending on your event and it kind of gives the feel of the event that you're throwing you want people to feel comfortable when they come to your event and the location definitely will do that you know if you are based in the cbd and knowing you have to drive out two hours the getting people there might be a bit tough. And I think accessibility is one of the biggest problems when it comes to events in terms of getting attendance on the night. I mean, the whole success of your event is dependent on getting people to attend. And if your accessibility is difficult, and like you said, it's two hours out of the city, um, it's somewhere where there is no public transport and you're not providing the transport, all of those things doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get people attending, but they're going to impact people attending you know oh, absolutely if they they may RSVP and say they're going to come and then on the night it's rainy and there's no public transport and they don't get in a taxi so they'll end up pulling out at the last minute so you have to try and make it as easy for your guests to attend event as possible yeah definitely and that can take work and trying to find that that right space so before you even start thinking about event locations, there's probably a few things you need to start thinking about, things like the budget and the size and the size of the event. So let's talk about those in a little bit more detail. Yeah, so with understanding your budget will affect the location you choose, but also understanding how many guests you want there. Sometimes the quantity of guests will be dependent on your venue. So say you you want a venue with a waterfront view and that is your number one priority, but then you find something beautiful and it only accommodates 20 people. Well, maybe you can only have 20 people there. Sometimes with your budget, it can only allow you to have a certain amount of people at a venue as well. So having a clear indication from your client on your budget, as well as the must-haves for your event location. Mm. Do you need it to have a kitchen if you're bringing your own caterer in? Or is it a a restaurant that you're happy to work with and, you know, work with their menu as well? So it really is dependent on your goals, I guess, for your event and what you're trying to achieve. And I guess AV as well, you know, do you need a stage to have someone perform? Forming, you know, yeah. if not, then you don't need a space that's as big. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the things you uh, touched on there is really important is catering. And we'll talk about catering in more detail in another one of our podcast episodes, but it can really affect on the location in that if, if you really want a certain theme of food and the caterer that's attached to that particular location does gorgeous, but it's more Mediterranean food and mm. you want something that's a bit more spicy and Caribbean for whatever reason, then perhaps that's not going to be the right location for you or yeah. or is that something that you can compromise on yeah definitely having if 
if you're working with a venue that has a caterer attached to it or has an in-house chef, a lot of the times they do work with you to create a special menu. But if they're known for Asian food and you want Australian food, I would suggest looking for another venue that Mm. can provide that for you. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk through the type of space you should consider for an event. And this is applicable to anywhere in Australia. So we're not going to be specific about examples. Yep. But let's say you're going to have a smaller, more intimate style event for, let's say, less than 40 people or less than 50 people. What kind of venues should you be looking out for? Again, if you're doing a cocktail versus sit down. So cocktail, I always like to have enough space to have a few high tables and stools as well as a couple of lounge pods. And by lounge pods, I mean a beautiful lounge chair and two armchairs with a coffee table usually in the middle. So finding a space that can accommodate all that furniture and maybe a bar as well. For a sit-down dinner, enough space to have a one long table or two tables on either side of each other. I would definitely um, make sure when you're looking for a location, think about the furniture that is required if you are bringing it into a space. Mm. If you're looking at a um, venue that already has the furniture, make sure the furniture is in line with the look and feel for your event styling as well. So sometimes they might have wicker chairs which is you know that more um, Bahamas or Hamptons look and feel a bit more beachy but your mood board and look and feel for the event is black and gold I definitely wouldn't put those two together so when looking for your venue keep in mind if the venue has furniture that can save on costs but make sure that furniture is 100% in line with the look and feel and style and I guess for those smaller let's say as I mentioned 40 to 50 down to whatever 10 15 people whether it's a media dinner or a or a canapé style event private dining rooms are yeah. a great one and they come I mean generally they're about the eight to ten person size up to if you're lucky a 20 30 person but I know in in my experience in Sydney there's certainly not many Cities tight with those. Melbourne have a bit more. And I guess corporate event spaces are a great place to look because, again, they um, may have a number of rooms that, sure, there might be blank canvases and not provide you with a lot of decor or anything like that, but you can create a small intimate space from them. Bars are another good Yeah, bars are a great one, yeah. Mm -hmm. And some, some restaurants as well might cordon off half the restaurant to make way for your event Mm -hmm. again if that's something that you're thinking of doing just think about the acoustics if they are opening the other side do you need people to be able to listen to your client if you have speeches and formal proceedings I've done an event before where one of the places is cordoned off but we didn't have any formal proceedings so it didn't really matter for that event Mm. at all so keep that in mind during your event, what's going to happen? Are there speeches? What are the acoustics like? Mm. Even down to bathrooms, if you've got a hundred people, make sure there are enough bathrooms for each oh, guest. Yeah, I've had that before. I, I had to use an event space actually because I was doing the PR for a particular event space and they have one toilet there. That that's what they had. And so you had to go down, I think, five or six floors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which, I mean, there's nothing I could do about that. No. I, I couldn't bump in another toilet to that yep. space. It's I was trapped by that, but it certainly annoyed a lot of people. Well, yeah, you know, you want to make sure your guests are happy with every aspect of your event. And I'm mm. even down to where the bathrooms are and how many they are. People don't want to be waiting for an hour to, to go to the bathroom. Absolutely. So. And when you're talking about a bigger event, so we're talking – A hundred to a couple of hundred. What kind of things should you be thinking about for those spaces? Again, 
how much furniture you require if you need to bring it in or how much furniture is available in the space. Catering as well. Do you need a kitchen? Um, if you're catering for that many people, caterers do bring in their own kitchens. I've done a lot of events where caterers that I work with bring in a lot of their equipment themselves. But if they do that, they need the space. Mm. So you do want to kind of keep the food away from everything else. Because again, if you do have formal proceedings happening, you can always stop service, but they're going to be cooking to make sure that as soon as that's finished they can serve the food to everyone and you're going to hear that noise so thinking about where the catering is versus where the event is still close enough that it's easily accessible for the waiters to walk the food in and out but still far enough that you won't hear them Mm. during the event another important thing if you're doing Big events, accessibility as well for guests is really important. You know, I've done a big cocktail event in the middle of an apartment block on the rooftop, but getting people from A to B Mm. um, was quite difficult. So signage was really important and having people at different points. So, you know, someone at the entryway, someone at the lift, someone getting them up and down the lift and telling them where to go. Otherwise, they're going to get so lost. Finding a venue that is easy for them to get from their car to the event itself is super important. And when it comes to the type of spaces you could be looking at, again, there's numerous corporate event spaces. Um, I know certainly in Sydney we've got a few like technology parks and big warehouse spaces that can encompass, you know, hundreds of, of people. Parks with marquees are good if you want yes. kind of are there any kind of other generic ideas? Marquees are a big one and With event locations, it's so important and I can't underestimate how important it is to have a wet weather contingency with any event location, no matter if you have five people coming to your event to 250 Mm. and it's outdoors, you have to have to have to have a wet weather contingency and whether that is, you know, contacting a marquee supplier Or if you're working with an event stylist, they can be that liaison with the marquee guys. Um, Having that as a backup or even just having that if it's a really hot day, having a marquee. There's so many beautiful marquees that you can use out there that's not your usual, you know, perspex type of marquee. It's so important, Mm. you know, making sure no matter what weather brings you that your guests are going to feel comfortable. Another really important thing to think about is understanding their restrictions. I know a lot of venues in Sydney have restrictions. You can't have a marquee or you can't peg a marquee. So Mm. the two types of marquees you can have, you can have a marquee where it's pegged into the ground or you can have a marquee where it's weighed down and has weights. So just make sure when you're talking with a the location that you get an understanding of what's doable and what's not doable that's as a great well. tip I didn't know about that one actually yeah I've had a lot of times where a client's come to me and already selected the venue and I had to work within that space and they had a lot of restrictions so understanding you know what time your suppliers can bump in and out where the loading dock is mm. even down to you know, whether you're allowed open flame versus not open flame. Mm-hmm. And when I say open flame, I mean candles literally that you light. Yeah. Sometimes venues will allow them in a little votive, which is a glass little cup that it sits in, which you're only allowed the tea lights, but clients want the pillar candles, which are those thicker, bigger candles. Um, there are options out there for LED battery operated candles and some that look 
amazing. I had an event that I worked on at the art gallery and it was on my to-do list having an event <laughs> within the art gallery, not in their conference rooms because we've done that before, but yeah. like within the actual space. And obviously we're around art, you can't have open flame candles. So I had organised these beautiful, they're all wax, but LED candles that look so real that a woman came up to me and said, oh no, you can't have these candles. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Because that means that you think they look real. <laughs> but they weren't. They weren't real. But they look fantastic. So yeah. there are ways of going about it. Mm-hmm. But understanding that rule, you cannot have open flame candles from the mm-hmm. beginning will help you pick your location if that's something that has to be on the table for your client. So if you are on a smaller budget, mm-hmm. is it more cost effective to have an event in a blank canvas space? So let's say it's a 40-person canopy event. Generally, is it more cost effective to have that, let's say, in a pop-up space that has got no suppliers, no catering attached to it? You can make all those decisions versus having that in, let's say, a restaurant where you've got all those inbuilt suppliers there. Yep. Is there? Can you differentiate between them? I usually find having it in a restaurant, they budget per person. So they'll charge you per person rather than a venue higher plus than the catering on top, which you might get for a blank space, which is usually venue higher. And then you have to think about the catering on on top. Mm-hmm. Again, with your restaurant, sometimes you can partner with them and, you know, have that conversation depending on the guests that you have. If you have these amazing media guests coming, that might be something of interest to your restaurant that they think, okay, you know what, this will benefit us. We've got these people coming through our doors. We can give you a really good deal. Letting the venue know as well how much you might have in, in your budget for your venue hire. But if you do have a small budget, I would look at somewhere where they've already got the furniture provided the caterings are already in there. But again, make sure that the furniture and the look and feel of that space is in line with your overall look and feel for the event. There's Mm -hmm. no point of finding somewhere that fits within your budget, yet it doesn't fit in with what you'll want for your event. Yeah. Mm, Okay. I think it would also be helpful for those starting in, in PR for the first time to understand the pros and cons for those two that we're kind of talking about. So maybe going to a little bit more detail about it. So let's say you've got a blank canvas space. The pros of working in a blank canvas space are that from a styling perspective, you've basically got a blank canvas and yep. you can bring into it whatever you want. What else are the pros for using a blank canvas? I mean, you have full creative control, so you can bring anything pending your venue of course as Mm -hmm. I said some venues do you know might not have rigging points to hang something and by rigging points I mean you know bolts at the top that you can do a hanging installation but also you have control over what supplies that you want to bring in too so if you have a preferred caterer that you know they do a great job and you want to bring them in you have control over that usually with blank spaces you've got um, bumping access from the morning till late at night, which as a vet stylist we love, <laughs> giving us as so much time as to create your space yeah. as possible. Where other venues, obviously, they might need to think about breakfast service if they offer that or lunch service and only giving us a short bump in time. They're probably the main ones. Blank, blank spaces as well, as I said, you can do a lot more. In terms of creative, you could do whatever lighting you want. You can do... Um, I'm just thinking of past events that we've done before with marquees as well, you know, putting them anywhere we want. It really depends, again, on budget and what you're after. And the cons for using a blank canvas space. You've got to pay for everything. Everything has got to be bumped in. You've got to pay for everything. You usually 
have to think about everything as well. You mm. won't have a venue manager. You have to think about it all yourself. And that sometimes can be a bit daunting, especially if you're planning your first event. With venues, you do have an event manager that kind of looks after the liaising between the caterer and you with the service and things like that. And that's something to think about if you are going into a blank space and you are engaging event stylists as well. Sometimes they can look after the liaising comms between the caterer and you, where in a restaurant you have that person already kind of looking after that responsibility so you can sit down and relax a little bit and, and really talk to the media about what's going on. Mm. Okay, so pros of using a space, whether it's a restaurant or a corporate event space, a space that has catering attached to it or an in-house chef, they may have AV supplies. What are the pros with going with that kind of event space? A lot of the work's been done for you. I also think if you are working in a restaurant and with the chef and if they're willing to and you're doing a sit-down dinner, sometimes it's nice to get the chef out to talk about the food and that's that kind of extra add-on that you can have for your guests. Of course, in a blank space, you can do that too with your caterer, but in a restaurant, the chef might be well-known, guests might be excited to see him come out and chat about what they're eating and so for a wine event you might be matching the the wine and food together again you can do that in a blank space and have that food and wine matching but I guess the restaurant already has a lot of credibility to it and people might be excited especially if it's a new restaurant that's opening to get you know to walk into the new doors and and taste the new menu and things like that. So that's definitely a pro where AV is already in there you don't have to worry about that that's a cost you can just scratch out altogether but I definitely would recommend no matter what type of event you're doing when you're looking for an event location physically go and look at the event before you say yes to it yeah (laughs) it's so so important even if you just go and walk through and you know meet with the uh, event person if it's a restaurant or a corporate space if it's a blank space you know walk through make sure they have everything you need it's so important before you even say yes to any event mm. location and just to finish up on the previous one in terms of cons with a restaurant i certainly know from my experience with prs or event planners approaching my clients mm. and sometimes i'm looping those conversations a big con with having at a restaurant is they want an event on a Friday night. And a Friday night or a Saturday night is when they make the most money in the week. Yes. So that means you're going to be spending double what you normally would have spent. So that's a con. If your event has to be on a Friday or Saturday night and you want it in a restaurant, expect to pay a lot of money. Well, yes, I'm guessing that you have to hire out the whole entire space Absolutely. for the event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's a really good point. Definitely. You know, I know based on my past experience working in PR, we usually did events Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. But now it's any day of the week. Monday is very popular with us. You know, we do a lot of events on Mondays and now Fridays as well. Mm. And it is, obviously, think about the location you're going to. If it's a restaurant, that is the most popular time, a Friday Mm. night. So think about the budget and if that's where you have to have it, it might be double because you need to hire out the whole entire space even if you don't use it all and also the food i mean you may be using a restaurant space maybe not necessarily because of the chef but because aesthetically it's perfect there's a you might have a private dining room that is um, overlooking the water and gives you a spectacular view of something and that's why you're using it but you want to have mexican food and that restaurant doesn't do mexican food it does vietnamese food Mm. or like you said modern australian or something like that so that chef is not necessarily or very highly unlikely I would say to create a whole Mexican menu for you so that's a pro for a blank space or for a private resident 
mm-hmm. area. Uh, another big thing that we do is hire out our private estates and, and private housings to do events. So actually do it in someone's apartment or on the grounds yeah. of someone's glorious house or yes, something Yes, like absolutely. There's mm. companies out there that look after these places that get rented out for uh, event spaces and that sometimes it, it changes it up for media. It gives them a different mm. experience and create that homely feel that you're in someone's house and having, you know, a private chef come in and cook. But you work with a caterer and they can do really anything you, you yes. want. So that's yes. kind of the pro of not having it in a, yeah. you know, a restaurant or a yep. bar. Okay. Um, so I imagine this is possibly one of the services you can offer as an event stylist is if they come to you with an idea and event but they don't have a location yet yeah, that absolutely. you can help find one and and I certainly know from my experience that you know event stylists have a really good idea of event spaces not only secret spots or um, spots that might meet your brief off the top of their head but they also have a good awareness of how many other events have been there and if your client wants exclusivity as in an event space that has never been used before or has not been used with a competing product let's say you're launching I don't know a new sunscreen range and there was another sunscreen range launched there last week that can look a little bit lazy Mm. so using an event style as a science experience can have can give you a really good perspective on what you've got absolutely yep i couldn't agree more and finding an event location can take time i mean i know from having done it hundreds of times it can take a good couple of days to try and find stuff and then like you said you have to go around and have a look at them to see whether they're right and then you might have to take your manager back you might have to take your client back and then you bring the event stylist and the event stylist says this looks great but I can't bump in until half an hour prior to the event. Yeah. So if you want to get all those things into the event that you originally wanted, we're going to have to get rid of all of them. So there's a lot of back and forth. And so you could be thinking you've got the right event space and, and then it it's might not, not and work. You, and you've got to start again. So again, <laughs> yes. leave yourself enough time to try and find the space that's appropriate. Yeah, and, and look at pros and cons and always have a backup is what I recommend. Usually if a client you know, approaches us and want our advice on an event location, we usually come out with two to three options, pros and cons for both. And then we take them to see them so they can, you know, physically see it themselves and come up with which one they think will suit their Mm. event the best. Okay. So let's recap on your top pointers for finding the right location for your event. Okay. uh, Number one is getting an understanding first of, um, what event you want to hold. Is it a small intimate event? Is it a large scale event? Going physically, going and seeing your location. Do not agree to anything without going to see it. If you are, you know, working with a manager or a client, I would recommend seeing it first before you even propose it. The other thing is making sure and getting an understanding of any restrictions that event location has and also the accessibility of it. Is it easy to find? Is it too far away? That sort of thing. Mm, Perfect. Thank you so much for that. I think it was really helpful in giving some good guidance as to um, how to go about finding an event location and and some of the factors you need to consider when you're you're looking about locking one in. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. If you have uh, any questions about today's episode, please feel free to email me via the website. And if you'd like to chat with Tess uh, about anything to do with events and event styling, head to thestylemaison.com.au. Thanks for listening to the PR Pod. For more expert tips on working in PR, head to www.theprpod.com.